It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and it is a pleasure to have you join our discussion this morning about memory. Joining me as our co-host is Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutrition counselor and educator. She sees clients in our Lakeville office, and she is also very busy every week teaching many different classes for so many different businesses and community groups. Busy, Mm -hmm. busy. So welcome, Kate. Let's ask our listeners some very important questions this morning. Asking our listeners questions? Yes. Now, Dara, you're not going to ask them to step on their scale this morning and call in their weight, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. Not that serious, but almost as scary. So here goes the first question. Do you ever find yourself forgetting the name of an old friend? You know, you rack your brain. And the name will just not pop up. You just had a senior moment. Or (laughs) here's another one. Yeah. Have you ever walked into a room and suddenly forgotten, why why am I in here? What am I looking for? It's another senior moment. Here's one. I did this one last fall. Oh. And I just hate to admit it. I know this one. (laughs) But I parked my car at a shopping mall, came out of the store, now, I didn't tell anybody before that I did this. <laughs> of course. I had no idea where I left my car. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I was having a brain lapse or a senior moment. Yep. Well, how about forgetting the name of those common things? Now, my kids will tell you for sure. I had a spell <laughs> of doing this for a while back. Things like, oh, you know that thing in the oven, uh, 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 the broiler pan? <laughs> I used to do it with... Um, I used to forget the name of the remote control for the TV, and I would try to show them in charade fashion <laughs> what I was talking about. Those are my senior moments. So, you know, we all <clears throat> laugh at ourselves and friends when these senior moments pop up. But also, I know, I don't know, you know, about you, if you think this, um, I'm really not very happy about it when it happens to me. No. Yeah. I want to keep them on the lowdown. I yeah. don't want them to happen to me so often. So what can we do nutritionally to prevent, per, to, no, say it again, so, <laughs> to prevent senior moments? And I, that's just, you know, for myself, truly, lack of sleep is one of the number one causes of my senior moments or memory loss. Absolutely. Uh, I could say that uh, yesterday that would have been my case for sure. Um, being sleep deprived really hurts the brain. So this is what we know, Dar. People who get less than seven hours of sleep a night have lower activity in their temporal lobes. That's just a part of their brain that's involved in memory. So less than seven less hours. Less than seven hours. So those who who are sleep deprived also are going to score poorer on memory or math tests. They usually have lower grades in school. They're even at a higher risk for having a car accident. Lack of sleep for sure leads to those senior moments. You know, we often think, Kate, that it is just the people that are older that are having trouble sleeping. 
but they're not usually taking math tests. No, no, <laughs> no, exactly. So it's younger people that are getting less than seven hours a night. Well, I could... think of teenagers right away when I hear that. Yeah. So sleep or lack of sleep is critical for many areas of your health. In fact, researchers at the University of Maryland School of Nursing found that 55 Yes, I'm saying 55% really? of female nurses surveyed were obese. Uh-oh. The cause cited lack of sleep. You know, working long, irregular hours and stress. Yep. And lack of sleep. So to combat the high obesity rate among these nurses, the author of the study proposed more education on good sleep habits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and even napping at work to curb the sleep deprivation. Can oh, you see nurses, nurses sleeping yeah. at taking a nap? I, I think wish, if the nurses but... are are listening this morning, they're just laughing exactly. at this researcher. <laughs> yeah. This is not going to happen, is it? It's not very realistic. No, no. But, you know, if a lack of sleep shuts down the metabolism, you can see how a lack of sleep can lead to brain fog and senior moments. I mean, everything starts slowing down. So if you have a sleep problem... What's a solution? Or maybe we really need to suggest many solutions here, Dar. There's many cr- problems, isn't there? <clears throat> well, Reasons they, that people yeah. have sleep problems. The reality is if you sleep five hours or less, you have a much greater and higher risk of developing diabetes or experiencing early death. Okay, less than five hours. And we know, don't we, Kate, that <sighs> when we have people coming in, on that little inventory that we have people fill out, some, many, many times they say four, four. or five hours. Mm-hmm. It's really go, hard to believe how they can survive. But I know personally for myself, because of all the things that I do, yes. my goal is eight hours every night. Yep, me too. And I'm going to get it yep. some way or another. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so one of our first recommendations for helping you get sufficient sleep is cut out sugar and caffeine during the day. And hmm. eat a snack before bed. And, you know, that goes against what a lot of people believe is don't eat after 6. No, right. no, you do eat after 6. You know, you if you go to bed at 10, you eat a snack at around maybe 9. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so, we... What's ahead. a snack? What's a snack? Yeah. Well, if you, if you ate something that had just a little bit of carbohydrate, like maybe a half a fruit... Okay. And a little bit of fat, like a handful of nuts or some almond butter, something that's got some, or some berries and cream. We, you know, I think as soon as we say berries and cream, I think of Anna, one of our nutritionists. (laughs) She always says berries and cream because that's what she... I love it too. (laughs) And Leah always does berries and coconut milk. Oh, that's great for the brain. Yes, it is. We're going to talk even more about that later. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you here's some other ideas for fats, you know, a half an avocado, mm-hmm. six to 10 olives, a handful of nuts, you know, and have that with a little bit of fruit or yep. some raw vegetables. You, I mean, you could have avocado, you know, with carrots. You bet. So, yep. So my favorite is I like to saute a half an apple in a little bit of butter, mm-hmm. add a couple of walnuts. Mm hmm. Top it with a tablespoon, two tablespoons of cream, and it's a perfect sleepy time snack. One of my favorites, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Dara, you're saying if I want more sleep, i got to stop my mocha latte? Oh, yes. Okay, and have maybe an apple and some peanut butter. All right. See, uh, Kate, I can't imagine you ever <laughs> having, having a, a mocha, mocha latte. latte. No, but no. others do know that I do drink coffee. But <laughs> <laughs> Our long-term listeners know that we often recommend 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate at bedtime for a good night's sleep. Boy, that works. It does. So if you're having trouble getting to sleep, really just there's two different kinds of sleep problems. The kind that, you know, you get to sleep, but then you can't stay asleep. Mm -hmm. So that's the magnesium kind of sleep problems and the snack kind of sleep problems. Right. That helps. But now some people just can't get to sleep. That's a tough one. Try a little melatonin. And we find the best one is one that you put under your tongue. It's called a sublingual melatonin. And they come in one milligram up to five milligrams. Mm -hmm. And um, usually people need, you know, one. Maybe some people need two. You know, Mm -hmm. you can just try it and try different doses and see what will help you get to sleep. Um, Because... If you can't get to sleep, you're not going to have very good memory, but also melatonin does help keep your memory because it is a very strong, potent antioxidant, Hmm. and it prevents free radical damage from occurring to your brain. So it's protecting me. So it's protecting you. Hmm. So... Well, we know that sleep is really important because while you sleep, that cellular damage, like you were talking about, Dar, that's occurring during the day is repaired. But because poor sleep so often accompanies aging, anything that helps us sleep better that has no side effects like the melatonin might be something you want to consider. Melatonin is really a simple solution for many people with sleep problems. Now, you know, there's an interesting thing that you just said there, Kate. You said things that don't cause side Side effects. effects. So we're talking about... You know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, some of the things that are on the market are like the Tylenol PM. Yeah. So what is that? That's Tylenol and Benadryl combined. Oh. Huh. So what does Benadryl do as a side effect? Besides make you feel kind of groggy, it dries Dries out your tissue, Mm -hmm. which can lead to other problems. And that's one of the very simple side effects of medications. You know, we've heard about other ones that will get people up out of bed and out to the store to buy junk food. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or those people that get up and do, they, they don't even know that they're awake. Or, no. and they're sleepwalking. They're sleepwalking. Yeah. So a lot of different side effects. Absolutely. I think you're signaling me I yes. have to stop talking for a we minute. We need to take a break here. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I just want to tell you about a really interesting study that surfaced this week. It's called A Daily Dose of Diet Soda. The study, published in the Journal of General Internal Medicine, found individuals who drank diet soda on a daily basis could be at an increased risk of having a heart attack or stroke. Researcher Hannah Gardner from Columbia University Medical Center analyzed data from about 2,600 participants. And she found that those who drank diet soft drinks daily were 43% more likely to have a heart attack or stroke than those who drank no diet soda. So if you're concerned about your cholesterol or heart disease, perhaps the first step you need to take is to give up 
your Diet Coke. If you've got questions today about memory, call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Just wait for that music to kind of die down just a little bit here so we can talk over it. There there it is. So welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you've been getting your nutrition information from TV commercials, you know, maybe it's time to get some real nutrition information. Hmm. So here's an example of TV nutrition. Arby's is advertising their food is the good mood food. If you believe that, I bet I could sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. (laughs) So, if you really want to know how to have good moods, you know, take our Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class, which we'll be offering in all of our locations in the month of February. You know, I want to, so... That's a great class. It is a great class. And I want to point out another class that parents love because they get so many healthy food ideas for their kids. It's called Foods to Build Happy, Focused Kids. And I know we're teaching it at a couple of places. And I know that Kristen is teaching it Tuesday, February 7th at Mississippi Market. So if you're looking for a class, just go to our website, uh, weightandwellness.com, or... um, you could call us, 651-699. We happy a- answer the questions or where the classes are. And Let me give you the rest of that phone number, 651-699-3438. Did I just mess it up? <laughs> well, you just didn't finish it up. That's oh, all. <laughs> I'm doing that this morning. <laughs> That's why I always have Corey around because he can finish my sentences. <laughs> That's right. So, Kate, do we have a caller and should we take a caller? Uh, no, yeah, we do. Oh, we, we got do. one. Okay. Jill. Jill, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question for us? Good morning, Jill. Jill, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. There we are. Hi, Jill. Hi. Um, I know you are talking about memory today. I just don't have the luxury of listening to you guys every Saturday because I'm usually working. Um, and you touched on, like, sleep. Yes. And I'm a terrible sleeper and I do take like sleep aids and with my job I do get up quite early um, but like I pretty consistently take like trazodone to help me sleep Mm -hmm. and it makes me very groggy and I don't know if you could just help me with some solutions I heard you say magnesium yeah melatonin I tried melatonin once and it didn't even at all do anything for me. Well, you probably hmm. need to start with, um, do you have trouble getting to sleep? Is that the problem or is it staying asleep? Um, it's basically staying asleep. Okay. That's more of a mineral problem. That's mag- that's more of a magnesium problem than like a melatonin problem. So um, I would say you have to get a really good quality magnesium glycinate. And there are some on the market that are not very effective. We have a couple at our office that are very effective. Chiropractors often carry a brand that's very effective, and it's called magnesium glycinate. Okay. And um, I would start with four of those, and they're usually about 100 milligrams, so that's 400 milligrams at bedtime with that bedtime snack of a little bit of fruit and some fat, so fruit and avocado. Okay. Try that first. Now, if, if four doesn't help you get to sleep... Sometimes people have to go to six, six to eight, you know, 
because you or it's not getting to sleep; it's staying asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes adding some calcium in there too helps. Like a calcium citrate will help. So you're you're deficient in minerals. My guess is, and that's why you're having trouble sleeping. And um, so those would be the first place to try. You know, if that doesn't do it, sometimes we have to work individually with people in our office to see, okay, what is the combination? Because there's a lot of other things. It may be that you need to uh, put in some 5-HTP, which is actually makes more serotonin. It's amino acid that makes more serotonin in your brain. And serotonin helps you sleep. Uh-huh. So, but I think I would start with the magnesium. Magnesium glycinate is excellent for sleep. Okay. 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 Great. Perf- Thank you. Perfect question. So, Thank so you. yes. Thanks for calling, Joe. Um, okay. So you know, Kate, we were talking about the nurses' study before we went on break, yep. and you know, the fifty-five percent of the nurses in this study that was conducted at the University of Maryland were obese. Hmm. Now, that's just not a little overweight, but, mm-hmm. you know, just being overweight could be making you forgetful and experiencing brain fog. Okay. Just being overweight. So we're talking 67, 68 us. Uh, people are overweight. <laughs> yeah. No wonder we're having so many problems with our memories. Absolutely. So I think a, a simple way to remember that concept, are is that as your weight goes up, your brain size goes down. Oh, isn't that amazing? That's kind of a creepy thought. Yes. Clear thinking, good reasoning, sharp memory all diminish when you gain weight. So in addition, you know, there was a study about weight and memory from the French National Institute of Health. So the study found that subjects in the study who had a bigger waistline were 13% more likely to show some memory problems. Oh, my gosh. So when researchers compared brain tissue of obese people with normal weight people, they found obese people had 8% less brain tissue. Ooh. You know, I think this is a significant reason to learn how to eat for long-term weight control. Absolutely. You know, it is a long-term issue very often, weight control is. Um, You know, in the Nutrition for Weight Loss series that I'm currently teaching, I always try to encourage people to view weight loss as a daily, weekly, kind of yearly process. It's not a quick fix. And if you have been told it can happen quickly, Hmm. um, you might be on a starvation plan that really deprives you of essential brain nutrients. Very. That's a very excellent point. You might not be getting what your brain needs. If you're on that starvation diet. Not at all. So simply put, if you follow a low-fat diet, you starve your brain of one of the most essential brain nutrients, fat. My favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Do you think that's the reason, Dar, that we have an epidemic of Alzheimer's disease? You know, Now, Alzheimer's disease is a little bit more serious than a few senior moments. But I think it has a role in senior moments, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I really believe the role of nutrition, that's what we eat. Okay. It's starting to make some strong inroads because uh, we know currently that hundreds of millions of dollars are spent on drug research. And it's not yeah, doing much. It's producing 
not any significant cures for memory problems. Yep. In fact, there's an interesting study published in the European Journal of Internal Medicine titled Nutrition and Alzheimer's Disease. The detrimental role of, now just listen, this is the study. I mean, I thought this was really interesting mm-hmm. because the detrimental role of a high-carbohydrate diet. Okay. So we know that that's what people have been following for the last, say, 40, 40 years. years. Yep. So if you have looked at the new food pyramid called My Plate, yep. which is not a real food pyramid, but it looks like, they recommend... 275 grams of carbohydrates per day. And if we have talked about how you look at how much glucose that produces, it produces about 70 teaspoons of glucose for your body every day. Well, that's day. sugar, folks. Yeah, sugar. In your body. Yes. 70 teaspoons a day? A 70, and we only need, what, one yeah. per day? Yeah. So if you're following a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet, to lose weight or just because you think it's healthy, you're putting your brain at risk. That's what we're trying to say. You need fats. Yeah. Have you been, if you've been following that, have you noticed that maybe you have a little bit more brain fog? Hmm. More senior moments? Felt a little more irritable? So what I would say is pick your weight loss or nutrition plan very carefully. You know, don't do what Oprah did. No. You need you need fats to support that brain. Yes. It's amazing well, she could function so well with, with so, so little few. nutrients going yeah. into her brain. Absolutely. But it did catch her thyroid. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. You know, Dar, we need to take a break. Uh, already? I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I just want to mention another class because so many people have digestive problems that cause memory problems. I want to alert people in western Wisconsin to a class Nutritional Weight and Wellness is teaching in Amory. That's pretty cool. uh, It is cool. Um, The class is called Gut Reaction. This is a great two-hour class for anyone with digestive problems. So, You mean even with a little bit of acid reflux? Oh, that's a digestive problem? (laughs) Yep, that's what we're talking about. Constipation, diarrhea, all of that. So for more information on these classes, go to weightandwellness.com or call our office, 651-699-3438. And if you've got questions today, give us a call at... (laughs) 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have questions today, our number is 651-641-1071. If you're struggling with cravings or low energy or extra weight, the Nutrition for Weight Loss class, they're all starting uh, in two weeks, and that's the week of February 13th. So give yourself the best Valentine's gift ever, your health. Mm-hmm. You know, you want if you want more information... It's 651-699-3438, or go to weightandwellness.com. We can register today. We tell you all the information. We even tell you the cost of the program right (laughs) over the phone. phone. We have no secrets. Um, 
because we help people feel better. And I was looking over some of the evaluations from the last class, and people were losing anywhere from five pounds, but we were also having people that were losing 16, 17, 18 pounds in that 12 weeks, which is a perfect amount. That's a perfect amount. You know, if you can lose one pound a week, it's fat that you're losing, perfect, you stay healthy, you keep your brain healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a starvation, low-fat diet. It's a lifetime plan. Uh, So, well, let's continue on that that in that vein, um, okay. Dar, you know, you're, you were talking about eating low fat and depriving our brains of, of our, its most essential nutrient, fat. So let's talk about what we need to eat here to, to support good memory. You need to eat fats because your brain, by the way, is 60% fat. Mm-hmm. So what fats might be good for your brain? Yes. The first one, my favorite, you might be surprised by, butter. It's really great for your brain. However, margarine, you know, that substance that's one molecule away from plastic, that's not good for your brain. It's really bad for your brain. So stay away from the margarine. But include some olive oil. Now we know it's great for our brain. It's great for our heart. Soybean oil, on the other hand, is bad for your brain. And if you look at the labels of so many processed foods, Mm -hmm. it's soybean oil. It is. It's kind of cheap. Yes. (laughs) That's why it's in everything. That's right. Now, lard is also good for your brain. Now, this is not the lard that you find at a common supermarket that's got hydrogenated fats in it. This is lard that's usually Mm -hmm. rendered by a, a farmer from his pigs. So you might find that at, like, the farmer's market. Some co-ops in the freezer section. Okay. So lard is great for your brain. I know. That's shocking. I know. It also tastes really good. Um, Crisco, on the other hand, is terrible. And that's what everybody thinks was good. Mm-hmm. For a long time, that was the go-to fat. Nuts. Well, who doesn't like nuts? They're great for your brain, but the nuts that are roasted in cottonseed oil are really bad for your brain. And so, everyone, look at the label. Read it. Make sure there's no partially hydrogenated oils and no cottonseed oil in your ingredient list. So, avocados are great for your brain. Salmon, olives, they're all great. But French fries, chips, muffins, anything that's cooked in or baked with partially hydrogenated oil is bad for the brain. So here's a challenge. Mm-hmm. For the next three weeks, three weeks, try to only eat fats that are good for your brain. See how sharp your memory becomes. So that means hmm. no French fries. That's right. The chips are gone. <laughs> but you Probably. can have butter. But you can <laughs> cook, your, cook your eggs in butter. You can have some heavy cream with those berries. Oh, that's great. These so are good three, fats. That's a, that's a good challenge for people. That's a great challenge. So you, should we take a caller? We do have a caller. Okay. Let's do um, that before we go to the next best fat. All right. That that would be great. Is this Cara or Kara? Good morning. Yes. Maybe we, if we, we just can't quite hear I you. Skipped the line here. Okay. Hello. Hello there. There you go. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm I'm just calling because um I, I started a new position that's very, very demanding. Mhm. And um and so it 
me off my workout schedule simply because I'm kind of nerved up. Um, I mean, I have the time, but I'm I can't put myself there. <laughs> okay, and you should, because if you're under stress, yeah. exercise helps the flow blood flow to your brain, yes. and you're going to think better. Okay, it will just automatically de-stress you. But, you know, get up in the morning and have a couple of uh, free-range eggs because that fat that's in that egg yolk is great for your brain. Oh, okay. And, you know, have some vegetables with that and cook them in butter. Or we're going to talk about another fat coming up a minute. Mm -hmm. And that would even be better. Oh, okay. And that's going to get your day going and you're going to feel great and you're going to think better. Okay. So, Cara, is your problem falling asleep or is it memory? Um, I, or both? Uh, well, um, sleep is is a problem. It's like um, I have difficulty falling asleep. Once I get to sleep, I'm fine. Okay. But uh, when I wake up, it's like, oh my god, that was that was a real trip. <laughs> okay. So you know, maybe try try some magnesium and try some uh, magnesium glycinate, and also try just a little bit of melatonin under your tongue, sublingual melatonin. Okay. Not a very heavy dose, maybe one milligram at the most, maybe two. Okay. And I think you'll fall asleep and you'll sleep great and you'll wake up feeling refreshed. Yes, that's what I'd like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good Hopefully, luck. Yes. Great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, go ahead. We got okay, another well. caller here who's got a question. Thank you. Yes, You're welcome. Th- thank you for calling. Okay. June, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question? Um, I took the osteoporosis class, and it was really wonderful, but I have one question that came up afterwards. Yes. Um, I know that drinking pop, and especially diet pop, is really bad for keeping your calcium in your bones. Exactly. But what I don't know is the waters like um, Mendota Heights and stuff that are just flavored waters but fizzy. Are they bad for your calcium also? You know what? I think if you drink like one can of those a day, you're fine. But okay. if you drink a lot of it, it's not a good idea for your bones. Okay. If you'd like yes. to call, please So we, we have a lot of people. <laughs> we have a few other people on the line here. <laughs> so, but did you, so I hope that answered your question. Okay. Oh, I hope she's I, there. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I hope that answered the question. I think, uh, you know, that kind of water is probably not a good idea if, you know, having one of those fizzy waters is fine, but not a whole bunch, uh, for osteoporosis and probably even for your memory, um, but certainly for osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. So So let's get back to our best kinds of fats. Yeah. Let's go for that. So you know, the best fat for your brain and for your memory, this is kind of interesting. It's, it's called, it's, it's, it's coconut oil, but it's non-hydrogenated coconut oil. And I really, I often cook my eggs. Usually I cook mm-hmm. my eggs in coconut oil in the morning. And especially since I read a study by Dr. Mary Newport called, What If There Was a Cure for Alzheimer's Disease and No One Knew? <laughs> it's a great name. There's an amazing case study Dr. Newport conducted on her husband who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at a very early age. He was in his early 50s. Um, You know, we've been trying to get Dr. Mary on Dishing Up Nutrition for the last two or three years, 
But since the study was published, mm. she has been busy speaking across the United States and even into Europe. And But we still hope we'll have her join us in the future. So maybe, Kate, you could, if we, you know, we want to share this case this, study. Well, let me tell you where you can find it, first okay. of all. Um, you can find it on the Internet at www.coconutketones.com slash whatifcure.pdf. Uh, coconut ketones is all one word. So this is, uh, you can also find some YouTube videos of Dr. Newport. And even on our Facebook page, we've got an interview with Dr. Newport. And this is really a fascinating study. Mm-hmm. Um, what she found, Dar, is that coconut oil, which is a medium-chain fatty acid, not to be too technical, but basically it can, it can um, produce energy for you very quickly. And, you know, one of the, uh, another place that they often put that is in some of these, oh, formulas that help people regain their strength, mm-hmm. that maybe they're in the hospital and mm-hmm. they had they make sure that the coconut oil is in these formulas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when coconut oil is metabolized, it turns into something called ketones. Mm-hmm. Just a word, not important, but that ketone can become a fuel for your brain as an alternative to glucose. Most of the time your brain wants glucose, sugar. The right amount. The right amount, just a little drip, Mm -hmm. little tiny drip. But as people get older and maybe develop Alzheimer's, which another word for Alzheimer's might be diabetes of the brain. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. Cells die off when they can't get enough glucose. So if you've got diabetes of the brain, your cells start dying off. Just like your cells in your toes start dying off. You got it. But if your brain can suddenly use an alternative fuel, like ketones, that you get from coconut oil, you might start remembering things again. Your Alzheimer's might diminish to a a certain extent. And that's what Dr. Mary found with her husband. She would have him eat two tablespoons of coconut oil mixed in some food or cooked in some food. Sure. And um, his memory would improve actually in hours. Yes. Isn't that just amazing? So that's kind of cool. It is. So you can go on our Facebook page, you know, weightandwellness.com. Go to there and on our Facebook page, you can see this interview uh, that Dr. Mary was conducted by some TV station, mm-hmm. excellent interview, and um, you can get more information. And that's why I cook my eggs in coconut oil now. Exactly. All right. We need to take another break, Dar. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up tr- Nutrition. So, you know, they always say that your brain is your most important organ. Yes. So you have to ask yourself, are you doing the best job to take care of it? So for good memory, your brain needs to be hydrated. So a good guideline is to drink about half of your body weight in ounces of water. So what that means is if you weigh 200 pounds, drink about 100 ounces of water a day or maybe 12 8-ounce glasses. Mm -hmm. I I often recommend filtered and purified water and stay away from the tap water filled with chloride and fluoride just because it's much cleaner and better for your body. So when we come back, we're going to share some more additional brain tips. Any questions? 
651-641-1071. And we'll be back in a minute. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So you have to ask yourself, how else can you protect your brain, your most important organ in your body, you know? Eat sufficient high-quality animal protein throughout the day. You know, have free-range eggs, salmon, grass-fed beef, chicken at least three times a day. Choose smart carbs. Vegetables, Hmm. vegetables, 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 vegetables. And boost your brain by avoiding things that hurt it, such as trans fats and refined oils. Eat beneficial fats, you know, butter, olive oil, avocados, olives, coconut oil. And remember, as your weight goes up, your brain size goes down, and you have more senior moments. So, <laughs> you know, as a nutritionist, when we're helping clients regain their memory, we need to look at many different factors. We look at, um, well, you know, things that, yes. Intestinal factor. Okay. And... <laughs> I kind of lost my place, Kate. 24. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there are intestinal factors. You can you need to heal the intestinal tract first if you want to have a solid memory. And if it's more of a blood sugar factor, you need... So what we do is we help people understand and follow a balanced eating plan to balance out their blood sugar. Very oh. important for those senior moments. Or if there's a fatty acid factor, we add omega-3 fats. Or, and, yeah. How about those eggs? You like those. We Yes, because we suggest eating a couple of organic or free-range eggs that contain a special kind of fat. It's called omega-3 DHA fat. And it's very interesting because this is the same fat that's essential that is in breast milk that makes babies smart. Yep. It's the same fatty acid that's in that egg yolk mm-hmm. from free-range eggs. So, really, Mother Nature is so smart. It's very basic. So, mm-hmm. you know, we all, so that we look at those. If there is a food sensitivity factor, we help people, we help our clients remove those foods. So there's so many different factors to consider when helping people regain their memory. So, Kate, for today's discussion... We kind of decided we wanted to share our clinical perspective about memory, and you mentioned intestinal health. You bet. You know, you might be asking, what in the world does my gut have to do with my memory? <laughs> A um, lot more, more than you that's can right, More than you can believe. Well, there's a big, huge gut-brain connection. In fact, it's kind of like a two-way street. Now, consider, if you've been experiencing poor digestion... Uh, maybe alternating constipation and diarrhea, which we often call irritable bowel syndrome. IBS? IBS. <laughs> How do you think your memory is going to be affected? You know, we often note that clients who complain of digestive problems or gut problems, they also have problems with low energy. They can be really irritable. They experience a lot of brain, brain fog. Oh, they can't yes, think all the clearly. Time. Brain fog. And a lot of memory problems, all related Digestive issues. So magically, when we clear up those digestive problems, suddenly their energy returns, their moods gets better. Oh, and they can focus again and concentrate. And this is what they tell me: my memory is better. Yep. If your intestinal lining is inflamed, and if you have IBS, it's inflamed. 
event. No doubt your brain cells are also inflamed. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. (laughs) And we also have lots of clients who have really serious constipation where, you know, they only need a bathroom once a week. (laughs) That's severe constipation. (laughs) Constipation certainly affects your memory. Or we have clients with diarrhea so severely that they need to find the bathroom 15 or 20 times a day. Yep. You know, and so basically what happens, all the nutrients are stripped. Yeah. And they have lots of problems with memory, energy, and moods. They're totally malnourished. Yeah. That's a that's very awful, tricky one. So if you've got digestive problems, so an example of a digestive problem, one that many people consider to be normal is taking Rolaids, Prilosec, Nexium. If you need these medicines, let a nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness help you get to the root of the problem. So what can happen if you take these meds for a long time? Dar, you got to tell us about your client, Jimmy. Oh, I have a great story, you guys. You know, Jimmy had been taking an acid blocker, oh, I think for seven or eight years. And I think it was Nexium. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he was taking one pill a day, and then that stopped working. So Mm. he was having lots of acid reflux. That's why he was taking those. So his doctor said, well, take two pills a day. And after a few few months, uh, he started to lose feeling in his legs. No way. First, his feet stopped or got numb and Mm -hmm. tingly, and they didn't have any feelings, moved up to his knees, moved up to his hips, and... His memory was gone. Uh-oh. So these symptoms, and he was really worried because he could hardly walk, and he couldn't remember a thing. And the symptoms continued to worsen until finally he found a specialist that determined that he was low in vitamin B12. Oh. Now, what is the connection? Well, by taking the acid blocker, Jimmy had shut off his production of vitamin B12. You need acid to make vitamin B12 from meat. Mm-hmm. So low levels of B12 can cause feelings of no feelings in the legs wow. and serious memory problems. So, mm. again, how do you normally make B12? Well, simple. You eat meat or fish, and you must have sufficient hydrochloric acid in your body. And hydrochloric acid is shut off when you take an acid blocker. Mm-hmm. So hydrochloric acid is needed to make B12. So the acid blockers, you know, had stopped the production of the hydrochloric acid. So what caused the acid reflux in the first place? And this is how I got involved. His wife brought him in, and guess what? He had a gluten sensitivity, probably had always had a gluten sensitivity. Hmm. So I had Jimmy stop eating bread, pasta, muffins, and his reflux disappeared. Hmm. He didn't need the acid blocker, the Nexium, any longer. His B12 returned to normal, and honestly, so did his memory. So that's called getting at the root of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So the point of the story is be careful with your medications you take. They may affect your memory. You know, when I was getting ready for this show, Kate, I was thinking there is a million things that affect people's memory. So we just try to give you a few things that might have you thinking. But um, we really appreciate you listening today. Thank you for being on the show today, Kate. Thank you, Dar. Have a great day. Have a great day. 
opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.